We are learning the Sicha, the first Sicha in Chelek Chav Aleph of Lukote Sichas on Parshas Kisisa, where we are going to be learning the explanation, the Rebbe's explanation on the Rashi, where the Torah tells us, after commanding us to build the Kira, the special uh, wash basin that was used by the Kohanim to wash their hands and feet. So the Torah tells us that the purpose of this would be to wash the hands and feet in the following posuk, bevoam el ohel moed, when they approach ohel moed, when they come to the mishkan, they should wash their hands and they should not die. Or when they approach the mizbeach, the altar, l'shares, to do the service of bringing karbonos to Hashem. So Rashi stops on the words bevoam el ohel moed, when they come to the mishkan, and he explains what exactly is it that they are coming for that they may not enter without washing their hands? Rashi says, It would refer to the service that's done in the Mishkan when they enter to offer up the Torahs, the incense on the golden Mizbeach inside the Mishkan, both morning and afternoon, or in certain situations, to enter or to spray from the blood of the carbon that the Kohen of the time brings when he has to atone for the sin that was done accidentally by the people, or the similar avoda that is done by the Kohen when a carbon is brought up for a unfortunate mistake that people make when it comes to serving idols. This is what Rashi says. So the Rebbe's question is, what is difficult in the Pasuk? Why is Rashi coming to explain the words of the Pasuk that they must wash their hands and their hands when they come into the Mishkan so that they should not die or when they approach the Mizbeach when they bring sacrifices in the outside Mizbeach, outside the Mishkan? And the Rebbe brings the answer of some of the Mepharshim that we may think that because the Pasuk says they must wash their hands when they come into the Mishkan. We may think that any kind of coming into the Mishkan where the hands are not washed, the Chachamim will have to die. So according to them, it's coming to teach that it's not referring to that. But it's re- at that point, perhaps we might think that it's you're not allowed to enter just for no reason, only when you enter to do an avoda. But Rashi says over here that it specifically means not that they must enter to do an avoda, and it's not an empty kind of entering without a purpose, but Rashi specifically says they are coming specifically to offer up the Torahs or to spray the blood in certain instances across the direction of the parochas, because the penalty of death is only when you do an avoda without washing the hands and the feet, and not for coming in purposelessly, without any purpose of doing avoda. But here we have to look into that explanation of the other Mepharshim, and that is, how does Rashi know and, and say what he says, that this is so in the Pshat? How do we know from the literal interpretation of the Posuk that coming in without avoda would be what the Pasuk is talking about when the Pasuk specifically says the words when they come into the Mishkan and the Pasuk 
might be referring to the fact that they're coming in without a reason. And number two, if Rashi is coming to teach that it's not referring to an empty kind of coming into the Mishkan, why does he wait for this point? He could have said such a thing earlier in the previous parsha, parsha Stitzava, where we learn about the Kohanim and the garments that must be made for, for them and how they have to wear this garment. So there it says that these garments must be worn by Aaron and his children whenever they enter the Mishkan or wherever they approach the Mizbeach to do service. And if not, they may die. So there Rashi doesn't say such a thing that if they come in to do their avoda without their garments, they will die. So why, and explain it in this way, so, and say that it can't be for any empty, empty reason. So why does he say it over here? There the Pasuk uses a similar, a similar expression that the garments must be upon Aaron and his children when they enter the Mishkan, or when they approach the Mizbeach to serve over there. And here Rashi doesn't say such a thing. Why doesn't he say a similar thing over there that when they enter to bring the Torahs or do the other things, they must be wearing these garments? And moreover, the Rebbe says that Rashi is, we would not think that Rashi is coming to say that they can't come in a Biyarekanis without a purpose because everyone who learns Chumash, even a young child of five, knows that Ohel Moed is a very, very, very holy place. And Nobody goes there without a reason. Actually, that place is called Ohel Moed, which is a place that is Muad, a place that is set and established by Hashem to be used only for certain purposes. And obviously, nobody would dare go in there if it was not to do Avodah. So why would we have this kind of a discussion in the first place? And if we say that we can go into Ohel Moed, perhaps to bow, and Rashi doesn't say it. If one wants to bow to Hashem, one does not have to enter Ohel Moed. One can even bow in the courtyard. So obviously, one may only enter to do an avoda. Nobody would think that you're allowed to enter for any other purpose. So in order to understand why Rashi says what he says, specifically these words, and why he says it here, and not when the Kohanim are told that they must wear their garments, and they will die if they don't wear them when they go into serve, which is a similar expression to here, as we said. And there Rashi doesn't say when they come to do the Torahs. So here the Rebbe gives us a very interesting insight into what Rashi says. If Rashi wants to emphasize only that they must wash their hands when they enter the Mishkan, and the entering is only to do an avoda inside the Mishkan, bevoam elohel moed, Perhaps Lesharis, they're coming in just to serve Hashem. Why does Rashi have to single out the Avodah of the Torahs? Why over here does Rashi have to tell us which Avodah? Is it specifically one Avodah? And even if Rashi wants to bring examples of a variety of Avodahs in the Mishkan, why does he choose specifically these, number one, Torahs? or the sprinkling of the blood, the direction of the parochas by certain unusual situations. Why doesn't he speak about the setting up of the lechem haponim, the special bread for the kohanim, or the preparation of the candles of the menorah, or the lighting of the menorah? Because these things are mentioned earlier 
Why does he have to speak about the things that he mentions here? As a matter of fact, when we speak about the sprinkling of the blood of the certain carbonos that are brought in instances of a sin that's done, b'shogeg, a sin that's done inadvertently, those things are not even taught yet in the Chumash. And Rashi is coming to explain the Chumash to the Ben Chumash Lemikra. So why does he give an example that the child did not learn about yet if he give an example of what the child already has learned? As far as the 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 carbon of the Kohen, who perhaps has not taught the right thing to the people or the people did something wrong in his time, that's only taught in Parshas Vayikra. And the special carbon that has a similar service inside by the sprinkling of the blood is only taught in Chomish Bamidbar, after the story of the spies in Parsha Shlach. So why is Rashi coming to say it here? Is this what the Pasuk means when it says that the Kohen may not enter the Mishkan without washing his hands when he has to serve Hashem? And number two, if Rashi does want to say that this refers to the service of the Torah, why does he say the details, Lahakter to offer up, Shachris Ubein Harboyim? The vote of Torah happens twice a day. Why does Rashi have to say it here? He could just say to bring the Torah, as we just mentioned. This is not the place to teach us how many times the Torah is brought. Here we're trying to understand, according to Rashi, what is meant by entering the Mishkan to do avodah, and then they're not allowed to wash their hands. So what do we understand over here? That Rashi obviously is not coming to explain that you're not allowed to enter the Mishkan to do avodah specifically, and that's why Rashi is not giving examples that are done inside specifically. Rashi is coming to explain specifically why when the Pesach is coming to teach that one is not allowed to enter the Mishkan without washing one's hands when the Kohen is coming to do her service, that's the one we're talking about, he shouldn't die, or one is not allowed to bring carbonos. It's interesting that in the Pesach, it could have written, when they come into the Mishkan, they should wash their hands and not die, or when they approach the Mizbeach. But here it says like this, when they come into the Mishkan, they wash their hands and they should not die, and then it says afterwards, or when they approach the Mizbeach to serve. So obviously this is talking about service. And then it says again, they should wash their hands and their feet and they should not die. So here we are talking really about two different things. If we look clearly at the literal meaning of the Pasuk, that they will, that they could die if they come into, into the Mishkan, entering the Mishkan. And then it says they will die if they approach the Mizbeach to do their service. So obviously the service is referring to what comes secondly in the Pasuk. And or they will come to do their service and they may die if they don't wash their hands and feet. So what is meant by the first few words in the Pasuk, they may not come in without washing their hands when they enter the Mishkan and they shouldn't die. What does it mean to enter the Mishkan? If it means to serve, to serve is written afterwards and it comes with its own death penalty in the next Pasuk. This is what we have to try to understand. And therefore Rashi obviously is coming, is literally forced to tell us, he's coming to tell us that there is obviously a difference between the washing, the obligation to wash the hands of the Kohen for himself to wash his hands when he's coming into the Mishkan. When he's coming into the Mishkan, that's one kind of washing. And when he's approaching the Mizbeach, 
is a different kind of washing. What exactly are we trying to explain over here? And the Rebbe says, Rashi clearly says that when it says they have to wash their hands, it is referring specifically regarding the washing of the hands upon entering the Mishkan. But it doesn't really refer to the actual avoda. It's referring to the actual entering into the Mishkan. That every time they enter the Mishkan to do the avoda, they have to wash their hands. And here Rashi says this refers specifically to the Torah. And he doesn't speak about any other kind of avoda. So before we're going to understand this, Reb is going to explain that that's why when it's speaking, we mentioned earlier in the previous week's Parsha, in Parsha Stetzave, that when the Kohanim are not wearing their garments, when they're coming to do their avoda, they will die for it. But Rashi doesn't have to tell us anything about coming in or not coming in, whatever avoda the Kohanim do. They have to wear their garments. And we're not coming to distinguish between one kind of entering or another kind of avoda. Because Kohanim cannot do any avoda if they are not wearing their garments. And it, it doesn't matter what it is exactly that they are doing. But when we speak about coming into the Mishkan, and if we carefully look at the words, the Pasuk says they have to wash their hands and they should not die. And it doesn't even speak about the service. So obviously we're referring here to the washing of the hands. That is not the avoda itself, but a preparation for the avoda. The Kohen has to sanctify himself, has to wash his hands before any kind of avoda even begins. And now we're able to see the difference between the two parts of our puzzle. So Rashi says, What kinds of places ohel moed? We know that the Mishkan was built with a great, with a courtyard, similarly the Beis Hamikdash, and close to the Beis Hamikdash stood the Mizbeach, the altar where their karbonos were brought. And then there was an inside chamber, the Kodesh, the Heichal, inside the Beis Hamikdash, where the Kohen would go in to do various avodos, like bringing the Torahs, or, or setting up the Lacham Aponim, or lighting the menorah, or all of the things of that nature. And that is a place where nobody goes. It's a close place. It only allows Kohanim to enter over there. And they only go in for a very, very limited time. So it's enough that when they enter, they wash their hands. Once they wash their hands, they're able to do the other avodos as well. But when they approach the Mizbeach, which is how the puzzle continues after it says that upon entering, if they don't wash their hands, they will die. It says, or when they approach the Mizbeach to serve, to bring up karbonos to Hashem, then they have to wash their hands. So this Mizbeach, where the sacrifices are offered, is not the same one as the one inside the Mishkan, where the Torah is offered. Sacrifices are all offered outside, at the outside Mizbeach. And therefore, the Pesach says, mm-hmm. This Mizbeach stands in the courtyard, and in the courtyard there are many Yidin, not only the Kohen or the Kohanim doing the particular inside avoda, and these Kohanim, I'm sorry, and these Kohanim bring the Karbanos for the people, for the Levim, and for the Yisraelim, 
and there are many, many people, and every time they're coming to do a carbon, they have to wash their hands. And now we could really understand the answer to the other questions that we raised. So just to make sure that this is clear, we understand that according to Rashi here, when it says, when the Kohanim must wash their hands, when they enter the Mishkan, so they should not die. That's one thing, and it's distinct from the other part of the Pesach, which says when they approach the Mizbeach to serve, to bring karbonos, then if they will not wash their hands, as the next Pesach continues, they will die. So there's two kinds of washing of the hands. One of the washing of the hands is upon entering inside the Mishkan, and here Rashi speaks specifically about the Torah. And the second kind of the washing of the hands has to do with the karbonos, and that's in the second part of the Pesach. So, I'm sorry, that's in the second part of the Pesach, but the fact that they will die is mentioned there because we're talking about two different things. So now let's try to understand this. Let's look again at the words of Rashi. Rashi doesn't only say that when they enter to bring the Torah, they must wash their hands. But Rashi says that when they enter to bring the Torah in the morning and in the afternoon. What is Rashi trying to explain here? Obviously, the Torah is brought twice a day. So the obligation of washing the hands is two times a day when the Kohanim go into a Ahalmoed because they enter, the first thing they do is bring the Torah, as we learn. So they're entering to bring the Torah. And this is done twice a day because they enter to bring the Torah in the morning and they enter to bring the Torah in the afternoon. And therefore, therefore Rashi brings specifically the example of the Torah because according to Rashi, the very first thing one does when one enters into the Mishkan every single day is the bringing up of the Torah. So this would require the washing of the hands, as we will explain a little bit more in a few minutes. And therefore, when they wash their hands, when they enter to bring the Torah, there is no need to wash the hands for other avodos that are done at that time or shortly thereafter once they enter the Mishkan, because it's Bevoam, they come in, it's a special place, it's a close place, it's only the Kohen or the Kohanim doing that particular avoda, and they wash the hands whenever they enter to do that. Rashi is also trying to explain over here why is this Pasuk coming to bring out that we would not really recognize? What is the Chidush? What is the novelty in this Pasuk? And Rashi says that the obligation to wash the hands is upon coming in, not upon serving. And therefore, when the Kohen washes his hands and he's coming in side to bring the Torah, he does not have to wash his hands any longer as long as he's there. So again, to conclude this part of the Sikha, the Rebbe says, according to this, we see that offering up the Torah in the morning and in the evening, Rashi is not emphasizing that it's only for the work of the, for the avod of the Torah, but he's trying to explain that there is a certain time when Kohanim go in, because the Pasuk says, Bivo'am, that's the word Rashi is talking about. When do they go in? <coughs> they go in twice a day. And why do they go in twice a day? To bring 
the Torah. This is an established pattern in the Mishkan. And now we could understand why Rashi also adds another situation where they may go in, which would be to sprinkle from the blood of the of unusual situations, not a standard avoda that's done every day, but sometimes in unusual circumstances, the Kohanim go in for another purpose. So what is Rashi doing here? Rashi here is coming to explain that there are two types of going in every day. One is based on doing the established avoda of every day, which is the bringing of the Torah and everything else that follows after that, once in the morning and once in the evening. And the other time is in order to do something unusual, that's a result of unusual circumstances. That's how the Rebbe explains why Rashi specifically has to state that the washing of the hands in the first part of the posuk refers to the washing upon the entering for whatever for whatever it is that the Kohen has to do regularly every single morning and evening that he enters or if he has some unusual ritual that has to be done in unusual circumstances where he has to enter the Mishka. Now the Rebbe is going to tell us what he calls inyanim nifloim, certain wondrous things in this Rashi regarding the halacha. When it comes to lighting the menorah, which we know was also done at that time, we asked why doesn't Rashi mention that specifically, we find two expressions regarding the lighting of the menorah if we look into the psukim where this is discussed. In the morning it says that Aharon will light the menorah and it uses the expression behetivo es haneros for the expression of him lighting the menorah it uses the expression behetivo es haneros when he will make good the candles and by the evening it says bahalos aron es haneros he will make the flame go up in the candles so we know that there is a disagreement between rashi and rambam regarding the term heitivo es haneros we're familiar with the term lahalos haneros to make the flame go up that's used commonly but what is meant by the word hatova which literally means to make it good to make it proper according to the rambam the making good of the candles is actually the lighting of the candles so therefore according to the rambam the kohen when he would go into the Ohel Moed, into the Mishkan, would light the menorah twice a day. Once it's called Behitiva, once it's called Bahalos, once in the morning and once in the evening. However, Rashi explains the word Behitivo, not the act of lighting itself, but rather, Behitivo, Rashi says, Losho Nikoi HaBazichin Shal HaMenorah. This is by the Pesach where we learn about the menorah in Parshas Tetzaveh. Nikoi means cleaning the little cups where the candles would be put, taking out the burned out wicks and taking out the, the matches. So according to Rashi, the menorah was really lit once. In the morning, the menorah was prepared. And in the evening, the menorah would be lit. And now we see that Rashi follows this view in this very Rashi that we just discussed. Because if we're talking about the pshat, the literal meaning of the puzzle, we understand that the main avod of the menorah is to light the candles. That's how it would seem. However, cleaning the cups or taking out the ashes or taking out the wicks that were burned out already 
is only a preparation for the lighting of the menorah because only that way after that is done can one light the menorah afterwards and this and according to rashi that would be in the in the evening because hetivo means to prepare it and we also know that when we go to the psukim that speak about the menorah so the the expression to lahalos haneros appears several times in the torah we learn in a parshas bahaloscha we learn it different places where the menorah is mentioned but the making good of the candles is only mentioned in the Torah once at the end of Parshas Tetzaveh, which we just quoted. And it's not really mentioned in conjunction or amongst the psukim that speak about the menorah itself, but it's mentioned seemingly by the way when it's talking about, interestingly, the altar on which the Torah was offered up. Now notice we said that going into the into the Beis HaMikdash, into the Mishkan, into Ohel Moed, is for the purpose of bringing Torahs and the making good of the candles, the cleaning out of the cups in which the oil would be poured, is not mentioned in conjunction with the lighting of the menorah. As uh, we have other mentions of the lighting of the menorah, Lahalos, mentioned many times in the topic of the menorah, but here it's mentioned only in conjunction with the building of the golden Mizbeach, which appears in the previous parsha, to indicate the time when the Torah is brought in the morning, that is the time when the menorah is prepared. And therefore Rashi says that Bevoam Elohel Moed, why did they enter the entry as soon as they would enter? The purpose was Lehaktir, because according to Rashi, the main avoda in the Mishkan in the morning was the Ktores. The Kohen would go in in the morning because of the Ktores. He would not go in specifically to make good the candles, which is not an avoda in itself, but the making good of the candles, cleaning them out of the cups, is only a preparation to the actual lighting the menorah in the evening. And being that when it says Lahaktik Ktores, Rashi is not coming to teach us that the washing is specifically for this avoda, but Rashi is coming to teach the time of coming into the Mishkan. When is the time for coming into the Mishkan in the morning? Coming into the Mishkan is in the morning in order to bring the Torahs. That's the very first service that is done inside. And therefore Rashi uses the expression to bring the Torahs and not the expression to light the candles as a sign that when they come that when they come in afterwards in the evening they will light the candles this the, the Torahs and the lighting of the candles are done at the same time simultaneous with each other one at right next to the other and now we could say perhaps that Rebbe says that when Rashi says that the Kohen is going in he's coming into the Mishkan that he has to wash his hands to bring the Torahs of the morning and of the evening, because Rashi seems to think that the Psukim, Behitivo Eshaneros Yaktirena, as we learn, we just quoted in the, that when the Kohen makes good the candles, when he cleans out the candles, the Torahs is brought. Or the other part of the Psukim, Behalos Haneros Yaktirena, and when he makes the candles burn, when he actually lights the candles in the evening, the Torahs has to be brought. It's not that the bringing of the Torahs follows the pre- pre- preparation of the candles in the morning 
or the actual lighting of the candles in the morning, but the Yakti Rena, the doing of the Victoris, is done at the same time as the preparation of the candles in the morning and the lighting of the candles in the evening, but the Torah is first. And this is the very first service, both every morning and both every evening. And now we could understand the Rashi even better because the Rebbe tells us that being that the pre- preparing of the candles, the making good of the candles is only a matter of cleaning and cleaning is only a preparation for lighting in the evening. Now we have to accept the following fact and pay attention to it. That first Aaron would do the most important avoda because Taurus is an actual avoda, not a preparation. And only after that, right after that, he would prepare the candles so then that in the evening the candles could be lit. And from here we see that when it says that the candles have to come up on their own when they actually have to be lit, also means that the Taurus in the evening is also brought before the lighting of the candles. So now we understand why Rashi has to explain the word bevoam. And that's why he says, when do they enter this Mishkan? Only to do avoda of Ktores. And Ktores is done twice a day. That's an established way of service. And the unusual situations due to certain karbanos where the Kohen has to go in as part of the karban to sprinkle the blood. He also has to wash his hands before. And now we also see from the two expressions for the candles that are brought in the Pesukim following Rashi that the first one is a preparation. So of course, the avoda of Ktores comes before the preparation of the lighting of the menorah. And in the evening, the candles are already prepared from before. So the Ktores comes before the actual lighting of the candles, but they're done in close, in close proximity one to the other, but the Ktores is first. Now Rashi teaches us the inner lesson, the Rebbe teaches us the inner lesson of this Rashi, the Yena Shel Torah, the good, sweet, rich wine that we have over here. Really, we're talking about a Pasuk with which we started, where we're learning about the fact that the Kohanim have to wash their hands and feet before they enter the Mishkan or before they bring Karbanas outside. What are we learning? What is being symbolized? What is being taught by the washing of the hands? So a simple fact is that before a Yid begins to do his Avodah Bakodesh in his own Beis HaMikdash, when a Jew begins to do holy work, first he has to wash his hands and feet, symbolizing that first he has to wash off anything that is not so desirable in his life spiritually. And in this case, there is a difference between the two kinds of washing off of the things that are not so positive, as we see in the actual need of the Kohen to wash his hands and feet in two different settings. One is the setting, situation of coming inside the Mishkan, and he must wash his hands and feet before he enters there to bring the Torahs or to do anything that will follow. And he also has to wash his hands and feet before he offers up any sacrifice. All sacrifices are brought on the outside Mizbeach, which is not in the Beis HaMikdash. So what do we see here? What does this symbolize? So let's see. Here we're going to study for a minute what is the major difference between the outside Mizbeach, where the animals were brought, where the karbonos were brought, all sacrifices, the animals, the birds, 
the mincha, flour, and the inner mizbeach. So let's see. The outside mizbeach was for offering up sacrifices. What is meant by offering up a sacrifice? A person literally is offering up a part of himself. He has done very sincere tshuva. He has done much introspection. The person prepares himself or herself for that particular karvan. And it's a matter really of cleansing and purifying. So by the Jew doing whatever he or she has to before they bring the karbon, we are actually mevarer, we are refining, and we are elevating it to Kedusha, and it's really symbolizing the fact that we are elevating ourselves into something holier, and now we are on a higher level. The inner mizbeach has nothing to do with this kind of service. The inner mizbeach was inside, not open to everyone. There the coin would offer up samim, and the purpose of the ktores, of the fragrances, of the incense that the kohanim would bring, is not related to elevating something and not relating to refining something that seems to be negative. But the word ktores really means in Aramaic, his kashros. The purpose of the bringing ktores is that one increases one's bond with Hashem, one's kesher, one's connection with Hashem. And similarly, in the two levels of the Mizbeach within the person. We have our inner Mizbeach and we have our outer Mizbeach. Our our outer Mizbeach refers to the Avoda of the Karbanos, which is done outside, where we elevate something that is not yet elevated to our own hard work. And then there is the inner Mizbeach, which is a parallel, which is an expression of the inner parts of the heart of the Yid. So let's see what this is. The outside Mizbeach refers to the outermost parts of the heart, to the part of the heart that's connected to things of Kashmias, of physical and material things, to the Avodah of Birurim, of refining the sparks. In the inner Mizbeach, we're talking about the innermost recesses of the heart. There is no such thing as having to do Birurim there because that is always pure and beautiful and holy. And as far as the innermost recesses of the heart of a Jew, it's not about refining it, but rather to deepen and make more profound the profound connection that already exists between this Yid and Hashem. And therefore, if we are talking about the service of the outermost part of the heart of the Karbonos, where we have a connection to things of this world, to materialism, to physicality, and in such a kind of setting, there can be things that happen that are not positive. One can sin, one can have a connection to the opposite of good. Therefore, we have to constantly remind ourselves and forewarn ourselves that we have to take into account who we are and what we're doing and where we're standing. So therefore, every time when the Yid approaches the Mizbeach, similar to every time the Kohen approaches the Mizbeach to bring a carbon. We have to prepare ourselves every single time, just like the Kohanim who would bring the Korbanos out on the outside Mizbeah. Their hands had to be washed all the time, not only once when they would start the Avoda, but every time they would come and bring the Korban. Because outside, there is always place for something that's not so positive to maybe appear or affect the work we do. But when a yid is by the level of serving Hashem from the innermost parts of the heart, at that point the yid is connected to that innermost part in an open way, so that person is already above 
the limitations of this world and the difficulties of this world. And therefore, when bivoam when we enter into the Mishkan, it is only necessary to do one washing. And that one washing is sufficient for all the avoda that follows. However, we also said that there is more than one purpose for entering the Mishkan. There is the regular purpose for bringing the Torahs and doing the daily avoda of the Lacham Aponim and the lighting of the menorah. But sometimes the Kohen has to do something unusual, which is related to the ritual of sprinkling the blood in the direction of the parochas. And then, of course, the animal gets is offered, continues to be offered up on the outside mizbeach. Uh, you need to have a special washing for that entering into Ohel Moed. Why? Because if we're talking about Ktoris, which is a person's personal connection and bond with Hashem, it's enough for one washing. But if the person is connected to Hashem, but something has happened, not all the time, it's unusual, but it does happen that the Torah tells us there's a certain ritual that must be done inside. If it's a matter of getting atonement, atonement is for something that's not so desirable. So the person has to wash the hands again for that avoda. Why? Because even if a person is above the level of the world in general and therefore has no connection to anything negative, but if we have to do, the Kohen has to come and, or a Jew has to come and wipe away something negative that transpired, one has to be extra careful. One needs an additional type of caution, additional type of care that this should not make the person lower. The person is so high. So we want to wash off anything that to indicate that God forbid it should not cause us to fall down. So even though it's inside, the hands have to be washed again. And therefore, Rashi says this, that this has to be done only after washing of the hands. And then what happens then? Then we bring, as Rashi says in Chomish Vayikra, with these sacrifices that the Kohanim have to bring in those unusual circumstances, it brings shalom into the world. What do we see here? That shalom into the world is the highest possible level. That if sometimes something happens and there is a yerida, there is a descent, a yit falls lower, so by rectifying it, it brings an ever greater aliyah, an ever greater ascent, reaching ever an ever greater ascent, reaching ever greater greater levels. And this happens when we bring a carbon in the situation that the Psukim speak over there for Avodazara. And by the way, it's a sin offering in that case, and it follows the carbon ola, which is brought before. So it adds even to the carbon ola, which is not directly the carbon that is coming for this sin. So that kind of yurido will, of course, lead to an aliyah. And now we understand much better what Rashi is trying to do when he explains the pasuk that when one enters into the Mishkan, which refers, of course, only to the Kohanim, they must wash their hands and feet when they bring the Torahs inside, representing the inside avoda of Yid, and when they bring the Karbanos outside on the Mizbeach, which refers to the avodas Habirurim, and we have this in each and every one of us, and in the unusual situation that Rashi mentions, that is, if there does seem to be a Yerida by rectifying it, 
it leads to ever greater heights, such heights that cannot be achieved any other way. May we merit to reach those heights speedily and be able to learn about the Beis HaMikdash when we have it in full sight with the Kohanim, with Mashiach Sitkenu, may it be speedily in our day. Thank you.